The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. This is Wildcat Insider with the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, and KMAN Sports Director, Mitch Fortner. It was last week on the game, we had discussed a couple of teams in the past where the transfer portal and the circumstances with those teams where we'd see the entire team into the transfer portal. And it was not too long ago, just a few days ago, LSU, their entire team is now in the portal. Well, as of today, we're now kind of knocking on the door of that happening. Welcome into Wildcat Insider, Mitch Fortner, the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Sage Williams is with us today across the glass. Here in a couple of minutes, we will be talking with K-State men's basketball coach Jerome Tang. In the second hour, we will be joined as well by the new home run king of K-State baseball, Dylan Phillips, to discuss that home run, what it meant, and also what it's like. What does it take to be a home run hitter in college baseball? But welcome, Wyatt. It's been another uh, another crazy day. The portal's already nuts even before today. Over 1,000 players in the portal. And now, as of just a couple of minutes ago, because we've been seeing a bunch of names jump into the portal as of this afternoon, there are now eight K-State scholarship players now in the portal from last year's team. It's just nuts right now. It really is. I'll be honest, though. I think a lot of people expected there to be a lot of turnover with this coaching change. Maybe not as that high a number, but maybe close. I'll tell you that I was surprised by Nigel Pack. I'm not necessarily surprised by most, if not all, of the others. And that's just me personally. Um, but it is a big number. Uh, you're going to need a lot of <laughs> help getting to learn the, the new team when we get to next season. Uh, I'm anxious to talk to Coach about what the last you know week and a half has been like since I last talked to him. So, yeah, it's, it's, we're going to have a fun show today, partner. No doubt about that. So the names that entered today, you have Max Edwards, who didn't even play a minute at K-State. Right. True freshman last year. He has to sit out because of injuries. Uh, I don't remember what his injury actually was. Shin. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he had to sit out the entire year. We never got. We only got to see him in sweats. Never saw him in a uniform. I always said that he looked like Post Malone. Do you know who Post Malone is? I thought they, <laughs> other than the face tattoos, uh, to me they looked very similar. They still do. Uh, and then, uh, and then the other names that jump in there as well. Um, you have Casey Eziegu and Davion Bradford. So when it comes to last year, and I'll go and name the other names that are in the portal as well, Nigel Pack, Selton Miguel, uh, Suri Lewis, Carlton Lingard, and Luke Kasubke that are now all in the transfer portal. So you're right. We're going to have a very, very different team from last year. Uh, don't forget Drew Honus, mm-hmm. who was a senior, but he does have the extra year of eligibility, so he's going to try to turn that into something where he is definitely sure. in a role. He has, you know, He's playing and maybe even get a little scholarship out of it as well. But when it comes to who's left, you have five total names from last year's team still on that still on that roster, which is, of course, led by uh, Marquise Noel-ish Masood and uh, uh, Logan Landers. Those are the three that have scholarships. So there's only three scholarship players on the team. Taj Manning coming in next year. So by 
my count, eight scholarships are still available. If I'm if I'm counting those right, I, I may be off. My math is weird sometimes, but yeah, well, we'll 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 ask Coach Tang about that a little bit. He'll certainly know better than you and I times a hundred, right? I mean, yeah. that's just kind of what it is. But but I I think at the end of the day, again, I'll be repetitive here, but I think we expected, you know, some turnover. Uh, I think a lot of people expected quite a bit. Uh, I I can't say that I expected to, to this level because I did feel pretty good about the fact that I, I felt like Ish, Masood, Marquise Noel, and Nigel Pack, it was a 50-50 that they, you know, or even maybe 60-40 that they could come back. Uh, we don't know necessarily yet about Nigel, but but we're going to find out soon. Well, right now we are pleased to be joined by the 25th head coach in K-State men's basketball history. That is Jerome Tang. Coach, you're speaking with Mitch Fortner and Wyatt Thompson. Really appreciate your time here on Wildcat Insider. Just how these uh, last couple of weeks have been for you. Is the word chaotic appropriate? What would you say? I I wouldn't call it chaotic. I would say I've described it like I have a million thoughts in my head and a thousand things to do and and I'm just trying to figure out what's the next most important thing to do. Well, Coach, welcome. Good to have you on. Good to speak to you again. I guess what where I would probably start uh, at here today, I guess we can get into roster management and those kind of things in a moment, but you're still in that mode of hiring some staff, but you have three new additions, and I'd like to ask you specifically about a young man who you've known for a long, long time, and your acknowledge and I know you've been impressed with him. We were impressed with him with the Zoom the other day. Kind of give us a sense of uh, why he was <laughs> in the fold very, very quickly because it seems like a terrific hire. Uh, well, he's the best in the country. Um, there's, there's not a better young or old assistant, basketball coach, um, motivator, teacher, communicator uh, in, in the country. And he's, he's a winner. Everywhere he's been, they've won, and uh, you know he, he leads places better than they were when he got there. And I've known him since he was 18 years old, and had the you know the pleasure of you know watching him get married. I had the pleasure of being there when he was baptized, and um, you know it's just just a lot of milestones in his life that I've uh, been blessed to be a part of, and we talked the. Uh, for years about the opportunity to work together and and build something special together and this is that opportunity but it's not just you know Yurik uh, Coach Malley it's uh, you know Jareem Dowling I was, Jareem and I have coached the U.S. Virgin Islands team together for the last 12 years and I, I performed his wedding you know and so uh, it's uh, <laughs> I mean it's just those, those, those two young men are as uh, sharp, intelligent. They're great communicators. They love the student athletes. I mean, they just pour into those guys and care about them uh, more off the court than they do on the court. And they're, they're terrific teachers on the court. And so I'm so excited to have them. And, and then uh, Marco Bourne, who's my chief of, chief of staff, and um, he just, you know, he's going to keep everybody in line and keep everybody moving forward. Coach Bourne is a winner. He won state championships as a high school coach, won, you know, championships as a NAIA head coach. Uh, last year, the associate head coach at Alcorn State, they won the conference the uh, first time in 20 years and uh, went from six wins to, you know, winning the conference. And he's just, wherever he's at, they, they win. And, um, 
and that's the, the common denominator in all the guys on staff and all the guys that are coming on staff. They're going to come from, uh, you know, a winning program and winning backgrounds, and, and they're going to they're gonna live their life in a way that, you know, they win on and off the court. So I'm excited about what's happening with the staff and, and really excited about what's about to happen with this roster. Coach, I want to follow up on Yurik for just a moment. He mentioned last week you've known him pretty much his whole adult life, and he talked about you guys have wanted to work together in the past, but it just wasn't the right opportunity. I want to ask you about was there a moment, was there a sequence of moments where you knew at that time this is a guy I do want to work with at some point? Uh, you know, when he first, when I first met him, uh, the, the the energy that he had and the he was just really hungry to learn and I mean we would we were just starting at Baylor when I met him and I mean from twelve to two in the morning we'd be on the phone talking just about basketball and about you know being being a better coach and and growing and learning and the fact that he was so hungry to learn so passionate about getting better uh, it was his he makes you when you're around him and you're gonna find that when you're around him you feel better about yourself. You feel like you can climb any mountain and, you know, cross any any river. I mean, he just he makes you feel like you could just knock down any door and and just being around someone that, that, that builds you up and gives you that kind of confidence. It was just something that I, I just always wanted to live life on a daily basis with him. New Kansas State men's basketball coach Jerome Tang is our guest on Wildcat Insider today. I've been asked probably a thousand times about that third coaching position. I know you're still in the works with that. I'm not going to ask for names or where you're at necessarily, but but maybe a time frame. Do you have a time frame in mind, and how do you feel about where you're at and those possibilities? I feel really good about where I'm at. I feel really good about the, the people that I'm talking to. I, I do not have a time frame that I have to get it done in because um, you know the great thing the NT allows you if you need to to take a guy in an operations position and put him on you know on the floor or on the road mm-hmm. and I feel like every person that I'm going to hire in, in any one of the positions are guys who could be uh, coaches on the floor and be out on the road so we have depth depth of talent depth of knowledge and uh, so uh we're going we're gonna to be all right. We'll be good right there. So I, I want to make sure that this my, the timeline is not just good for me, but also for the person that I'm, I'm getting ready to hire. More on that last assistant spot. I know the fans were wondering, would Shane Southwell be kept around? And once names were starting to be named, it felt like Shane wouldn't. And I think fans kind of came to peace with that. We knew he's going to be fine and he's going to be doing some great things. But was his name considered for the last spot? No. All right. So now with um, – I want to ask about the non-con schedule. That was actually brought up on uh, Twitter by a fan that wanted to know. There hasn't been a whole lot of change or a lot of difference between like K-State and Baylor when it comes to a non-conference schedule. Um, do you know like what direction you do want to go with the non-con schedule? Do you want to make it tougher? What do you think? You know, we play in the toughest conference in America, and <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you know our, our schedule is going to be really tough as, as it is. 
Um, but the trend has been that you give yourself a better chance to um, have a better seed in the NCAA tournament um, if you play a tougher non-conference schedule. And so playing a tough non-conference schedule does not hurt you, um, and it can only help you. And so that would be the way we'd want to lead. Obviously, the, the schedule that we have this year is pretty much already set, except for maybe one game. Um, I can't tell you that I know what it is. Uh, I, you know, I do know we're playing, you know, multiple other high major teams, and um, that's going to be the direction that we head in moving forward because the goal is to get a one, two, or three seed in the NCAA tournament, which gives you the best chance to win a national championship. Jerome Tang, our guest, the new basketball coach at Kansas State. Coach, I, I would like to ask you a little bit about being out there um, a, as the head coach at K State and, and with some of your staff. How have you been perceived by the young people that you've talked to? And I'm sure you've talked to a lot of potential young men to to maybe fill out this roster. What's that part of it been like for you? Uh, I mean, I feel like I've gotten a great reception. Uh, a lot of people are very happy for me. Um, you know, the, the, the statement, uh, you know, it's about time, you know, has come up quite a bit. And I've just, you know, made, made sure I let them know that, you know, the timing is always perfect when, mm-hmm. when it happens, you know, and I just believe that. And, and so the right time and the right place and, and so uh, it's been cool to, to, to hear everyone be so excited for me in this opportunity. I want to ask you, too, a little bit about we, we all we were talking before we got you on here. We knew there was going to be some attrition. That's that's part of the kind of thing that happens when a new coach comes in, uh, whether it's staff, whether it's uh, the player roster itself. There have been a lot of guys that go into the portal. What What is your message? What would you want to say to, to K-State fans about that and, and moving forward with trying to build this thing the way you want it built? Um, to the fans, uh, just uh, I, I almost want to do the, the Aaron Rodgers thing, you know, <laughs> relax. <Yeah. laughs> it's okay. It's I'm with okay. you. Like, the, the, guys, the guys that stay uh, – they, they belong at K-State, and they want to be here. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's... Um, so there's a two parts. So some some guys need to find another place uh, where they could be more successful. And um, so... And some guys chose not to be here, and that's okay, too. Uh, but the ones who stayed, uh, Marquise and um, Ishmael and, and Logan, those guys are here and uh, they they belong and they want to be here and the ones who come are going to be excited about being uh, a Wildcat and playing for the best fans in the country. Well, the name Nigel Pack, was that a surprise to you to see his name jump in the portal? No, sir. Not at all. Jerome Tang is our guest, the new basketball coach at Kansas State. I know there are a lot of questions that you've probably been asked. I'm, I'm going to try to ask one that, that maybe you haven't been asked, and I don't know if I'll be successful with it or not, but what kind of a coach are you in practice? Um, focused, energetic, <laughs> and direct. Good answers. Now, I, I do want to ask about, I've been reading a lot about it. I know Scott Drew 
mentioned that you took up cooking as uh, during the uh, <laughs> it, it was during the pandemic, right? Where you where you really learned how to yeah. cook, I believe. But if you were to say, "All right, this is my best dish." If I want to impress you with my skills, this is what I'm going to show you. What dish would that be? Wow. Well, it's probably something like, like I'm, I'm, I was born in Trinidad, and uh, I like West Indian food, so you know I can cook you know, curry, and I can make roti, which is uh, like a tortilla. It's a bread. And so you know those, those things would probably be more impressive to you because you – May, maybe have never eaten it before. One of my favorite things to do is just to, to grill a good steak. You know, you just just a really good steak with some good salt and black pepper on it, and cook just right. And that, that's that's one of my favorite things. I, I love um, to make challah bread, and um, and so that that's that's always fun to do. The plain with the dough and the the braiding it and watching it rise and then cooking it and make, um, you know, there's a, there's an Israeli dish that you make with um, tomatoes and um, garlic and peppers and, um, and then you put some barata cheese in it and it, it's uh, shashuka is what they call it and it's, it's really good and I love making that <laughs> for my family for breakfast and so those are fun. I guess I didn't realize you were such a cook to, to the level that we're talking about because let me tell you what I'm hearing. I'm hearing as much excitement in your voice about that as, as I am the basketball. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it is. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's something about sitting at the table and breaking bread with people that uh, just builds this bond and chemistry and family and and so we, me and the guys, we're going to do a lot of that, a lot of sitting at the table and breaking bread and, and having meals as a family. And um, it, our fans are going to see that chemistry and that bond translate to what takes place on the court. You were a Texan for quite some time, and now suppose we can call you a Kansan now, but um, we've had this argument many times on this show um, especially one with the media. I know us media, we will go back and forth about like Whataburger versus In-N-Out. Are you, now the closest Whataburger is two hours away. I'm a huge fan. What is your take on Whataburger, and are you going to miss it? I, I like Whataburger, but I'm not a the, – the lines were always way too long, and I'm impatient. <laughs> So, <laughs> and an honest man. So, so there's this there's this place in uh, in Waco called Cups. Yeah, and I'll... they make some great burgers there. So um, that was probably my my go to spot. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll have to ask JMO about that. Will JMO give it a thumbs up? Yes, he will. Okay. Yes, he will. <laughs> Coach, before we let you go, maybe just a couple of more here. I, I'm curious as to. I can't have you on and not ask you about tonight. Kansas, Carolina, so much uh, history there between those programs. How does Coach Tang see that game? What would be a, a key or two to that game as you break it down and see it? Wow. Well, uh, Carolina um, probably has the best starting five in the country. Um, and But Kansas has an eight, maybe nine-man rotation that's as good as anybody. And mm -hmm. so it's going to be about whether the 
Carolina can withstand the constant rotations of guys and wearing them down. How healthy is the top ankle going to be, you know, to, so he can go against David McCormick and, and Lightfoot in the post. Um, you know, Carolina's got to make threes. And, you know, Kansas does a really good job of taking away threes. And Carolina's got to keep Kansas out of transition. And uh, so it's it's going to be a one heck of a game. How about, you know, three years in a row having a Big 12 team playing a national championship game? <laughs> um, you know, as a former member of the, the Baylor staff, you look and we are one possession from beating Carolina, going into overtime with them, and, um, and we beat Kansas. And so, and, um, but for injuries, you know, I, I thought we could have been there, but if I'm sitting there, maybe I'm not sitting here. And so <laughs> I'm thankful. I'm thankful I'm sitting here right now. Absolutely. Uh, the other question I had to, to wrap up my part of it would be um, Did you get any last minute advice before you became a head coach from one Scott Drew? I'm just curious as to maybe what was the last thing he said to you about it's your time, go. What did he, what did he say to you? Uh, he actually said that if there was anything, any questions that I had, that he would be really disappointed if I didn't call and uh, wow. ask, ask for advice. And so the coach has been unbelievable, man. I, just, I'll bet. Yeah. Great dude. Yeah. Well, Coach Ting, I really appreciate it. And as a uh, a lifelong fan of K-State, one of the few in the media that, that can say that, and uh, just from the buzz I'm getting around town and around K-State Nation, we're all very excited about what's coming up with K-State basketball. I know you got a lot of work to do, but we're excited to see what's to come for K-State. Good luck to you, and we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you guys for having me on. You bet. Thanks, Coach. Place. You too, sir. Go Cats. Once again, that's Jerome Tang, K-State men's basketball coach, the 25th all-time in K-State men's basketball history. All right, well, we got a lot to talk about. Again, appreciate Coach Tang for coming on. We have an interview coming up in the second hour with K-State baseball's Dylan Phillips to talk about what it's like being the new home run king for K-State. But uh, coming up next, a former K-State coach uh, passes away. Some sad news to deliver, but that's coming up next here on Wildcat Insider. Welcome back to Wildcat Insider, Mitch Fortner, and the voice of the Cats, Wyatt Thompson. I also I meant to ask Coach Tang since I am the public address announcer. May have been eh, maybe wait for a, a, another time, but uh, I, I guess Bruce Weber, when he came the head coach at K State, he had requested like a certain order the uh, players be announced. He wanted the bigs first, and then the guards. Okay, and then he didn't want his name announced that's what i was told so i want to ask him do you want your name announced and how do you want this order to go be a great time to ask i could ask well that's new information i didn't know that yeah i did not know that yep that's that's what i was told uh not by dave lewis it was somebody i can't remember who it Hmm. was but like when i first like did my first game or something Hmm. they just said hey make sure to do the bigs first and then the guards and 
And I remember for women's basketball, it's always been announcing the head coaches for both teams, and it was the way Mitty does it. He wants the guards and then the bigs, and then go in order mm-hmm. by their age or okay. their uh, their class, right? So freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, go in that order, and then of course in order of guards and bigs. Okay. So, Very good. And the, usually the way I do it with with basketball, it's it would be Davion first because he's the center, and then or whoever the center would be, and then go forwards in order of class, and then guards in order of class. I did move um, Marquise Noel to last though uh, because he's the shortest, and <laughs> even though he's a junior. And Mark Smith and you know Mike McGurl would start games, but uh, he was the point guard. So instead of going guards, do point guard last. But uh, I'll get those requests from him at a later time. I'm sure he has a way he would want to do things. But um, found out this news earlier today. It's been well reported by not only uh, local but also national news. Stan Parrish mm-hmm. passing away at the age of 75. He, when he was the head coach of K State football from '86 to '88, that's before my time, and of course that's right before Bill Snyder became head coach. So. I don't really remember anything from those days. Of course, I wasn't around, but even my knowledge, I know those were some pretty rough teams. They didn't win very much. As a matter of fact, Stan Parrish, when he was here at K-State, three seasons, two wins, 30 losses, and one tie. What I do know is that that one tie was known as the, the toilet bowl mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the tie with the Jayhawks, 17-17. to I did not know Stan Parrish personally. I had never met him. Uh, I do remember that era quite well. He came to Kansas State from Marshall, where he had done a really, really nice job there. Now, remember, at that time, they were still kind of trying to get over the, the plane crash era uh, and, and did a nice job there, and, but, but didn't hear. But I think, I think most that probably knew him would say something to this effect, good man, uh, good quarterback kind of guy, uh, coach. Uh, later in his career, after leaving here, um, there was a time where he spent some time at Michigan uh, working with guys like Tom Brady. Um, and, and I think he even won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, if memory uh, serves me correctly. Uh, I'm not sure um, too much more up and above and beyond that. But, but again, I, I think a guy that you know you, you salute him for efforts, even though he didn't get a lot done here. It was a, and, and we all know it was a tough thing. Uh, I mean, even when Coach Snyder came, he, he'd be the first to – jump up and tell you most people said it's career suicide don't do it don't do it (laughs) but he got it turned he went on to have an amazing career maybe not so much as a head coach but like you said a a quarterbacks coach in michigan for six years he Mm -hmm. even got to do some offensive coordinating correct at michigan won a national championship in 97 not only did he coach which is crazy to think going from a head coach at k-state where he won two games in three years to becoming the quarterback coach for the greatest of all time in Tom Brady, mm-hmm. who maybe was uh, responsible for the infamous dad bod that was known for Tom Brady when he was drafted and he took a shirtless picture. Uh, <laughs> but no, apparently he did a lot of things right. Also, Brian Greasy is a, another right. quarterback yeah. that he did coach. And I do know Brian personally from his time with the Broncos. and okay. a good, good guy. Um, I think he'd be the first to tell you that he was – pretty well coached during his time at Michigan um, and and of course you know he he played it more than a cup of coffee in the league he, he was around a little while so yeah I, I think Stan Parrish would be as you look back on a very long career you, you would say maybe the best work was developing those quarterbacks and then he went on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
and won a Super Bowl. So yeah. post K State, Bill Stunder comes in. People forget about Stan Parrish. Maybe they don't. But I don't know. <laughs> you, you forget about the era, I suppose. Well, you, maybe you don't. It was so bad. Maybe you don't. But it's one you want to forget. But then goes on to win a national championship in in college and a Super Bowl as a quarterbacks coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, that's that's a way to recover. Sure. That's a way to make a name out of yourself after head coaching doesn't go so well. Now, one of my favorite things about Stan Parrish, and I didn't know this before today, his first head coaching job, do you know where that was? You have a clue. Well, I think I'm probably wrong, but memory has it as maybe like Wittenberg College, a D3 school. Is that it, true? It was a th- D3 school yeah. in Crawfordsville, Indiana, Wabash College. Wabash College. I just thought that was go. really neat. Yeah. He yeah. spent five years there, but the mascot, the Little Giants. <laughs> now, when I was a kid, there was a movie that came out with uh, Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill called Little Giants. Okay, and that's exact. That's exactly what popped in my head at first. Uh, but he actually had a successful run there at Wabash uh, with the Wabash Little Giants, which ended up turning into a job with Marshall. That's where mm-hmm. he was, like you mentioned, before right. coming to K State. So, yeah. uh, but sad to hear about Stan Parrish. Age of seventy-five, he passes away. Um, but um, it's a name I certainly know. I didn't have to look up his name to know who he was. You know, I just didn't know a whole lot about his life and his career, but from going from K State to coaching Tom Brady, it's hard to hard to beat a run like that for sure. Especially with uh, yeah. not as not a lot of head coaching wins, but a lot of winning as an assistant coach and a and a quarterbacks coach. All right, we'll take another timeout. Another winner, kinda uh, didn't win the game, but a winner in the uh, old stat column uh, was a cat down in the Big Easy on Friday. That's up next on Wildcat Insider. A little aha brings us back into Wildcat Insider. Mitch Fortner with Wyatt Thompson. Wyatt, during the break, was telling me that uh, he's trying to figure out this TikTok thing. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, just uh, don't. <laughs> what encouraged you to get on TikTok? I, I'm not on it. You just try just checking no. it out, or no, not not even that. It, it's just uh, I'm, people have a hard time explaining to me what it is, uh-huh. and I don't care enough to really go look. But I, I just because I thought because you're so much younger than I am that, that well, you'd know a little bit more about it than I do. It's anyway, it's it's just a weird weird thing. I mean, I could probably you know teach you how to use Twitter better or something, or maybe get your you know if you want to cut the cable or something, you know, I can maybe help you with that. But TikTok, okay. no, um, you're not a TikTok. Guy. Don't really have a clue. I once so for those that don't know, in my spare time, I'm a ring announcer for a couple of uh, pro wrestling companies around the area, and. Um, I used TikTok to enter a contest to be a ring announcer at WrestleMania. Uh, and they canned that whole thing, but it was on TikTok. So I, that's, I downloaded it for 10 seconds. I see. Did the gimmick, and then it turned into nothing, and I deleted it. So I figured out briefly how to post on okay. TikTok. Sage, are you much on the TikToks? I'm not like on TikTok. I watch them occasionally because I'm on Reddit and they get reposted, but. I don't really have the app. I deleted it from my phone like I, I don't years ago. use I don't use Reddit either. Um, but I have used it. I used to actually use it for uh, ask us anything or random questions that we'll ask, and that's a great place to go get some. Mm-hmm. People are creative out there. Uh, I'm just not great on the social medias. I don't really like a whole lot of them. I use Twitter professionally, but I don't really share a lot of opinion on Twitter. I just you know 
report things or maybe share a thing or two about myself, but Facebook I've also abandoned. I don't really use that at all. You Are you on Facebook? Very little. Yeah. I, I can't say the answer is just specifically no, but, but I, I'm on there mainly just to follow my family. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will dabble with it. Like, I don't ever post anything. Um, I mean, like, I, I, I use it for work. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Because K-Man and K-Rock and all our stations have a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. And I'll go post things on there. Other than that, do, do people really care about what I'm doing daily? No, no they don't. But, but as an example, I, I posted a little while ago because Dennis Dodd, you know Dennis Dodd sure. from CBSSportsLine.com. He did a uh, thing today with the National Basketball Writers Association uh, posthumously for a friend of mine from the past, Tom Kinsler from the Denver Post, who was a, one of the nicest men I've ever met and a very talented guy. And, and so I just I just went on there and said what a terrific person he was and we all miss him or, you know, whatever. But but that's the extent of it for, you know what I'm saying, You just that kind of stuff. Yeah, Twitter's professional. Uh, Facebook would be more considered uh personal i guess even though i don't put my personal things on there you're right it's a great way to keep up with family and what they're doing and mm-hmm. what they're upset about today or upset <laughs> but still bugging them part. and yep. yeah uh i just I, I i don't like all the negativity around it that that's just what bothers me the most about social media so that's why i just don't dabble with it yeah. too much yeah. twitter is enough for me uh that's where i have the most following i suppose uh you know Okay, we got off of that tangent. Let's take another. Let's take our last break of the hour. When we come back, we'll talk about the young man who went down to New Orleans and put on a show in an All Star game. That's next. Putting a bow on the first hour of Wildcat Insider, Mitch and Wyatt Sage is with us as well, and. Still to come, going to talk to Dylan Phillips, K-State's new home run king. Spoke to him earlier today. You'll hear that in hour number two. Earlier in the show, spoke with new K-State men's basketball coach Jerome Tang. Here in a few moments, we'll be, pos- uh, we'll be posting that on our podcast. That's on the On Demand tab at NewsRadioKman.com. Also, don't forget, if you miss a show, if you miss a couple of shows, we archive them all. Just search for The Game KMAN on wherever you listen to your podcasts and keep up what's going on with K-State. Speaking of the Cats, because that's what we talked about on Wildcat Insider, Mark Smith, who played just one year at K-State, had a phenomenal year, became the shortest player in Big 12 history to lead the league in rebounding. And guess what he does in the All-Star Game? The Reese's Division I College All-Star Game in the Big Easy, New Orleans, Louisiana, at the Superdome. He rebounded the basketball. (laughs) And he did more than that. He finished with... 13 points. He was 50% from the field and also tack on double digit rebounds and seven assists. He was really close to a triple double. But what I really admire about this, Wyatt, was that he did it in about 22, 23 minutes. That's exactly right. So it was, uh, you know, if he was at K State, you tack on 10 more minutes at least, and you're going to get a lot from Mark Smith. He's going to grab probably six more rebounds in that time and just absolutely crush it. But this is playing against you know, the best seniors in the country. And we know that all-star games are more about offense than defense. That's pretty obvious. But for him to have 13, 10, and 7 in 22, 23 minutes is, is 
pretty that's pretty exciting. I, I was thrilled for him. I hope he gets a chance to to make a living playing some basketball over the next several years, and I think he will. Um, whether it's you know overseas or what, whatever it might be, I, I really enjoyed the year that that he was here. Uh, just a really really nice young guy. I th- thought he just fit in so well to to that group and. He always wanted to do it the way the coaches wanted it done. I just felt that he was such a coachable, likable young guy. I just wish it had been more than one. Yeah, he really excelled from his days at Missouri. Like he sure. he, he got he became so much better when he was there at K State. It made you wish you had him for more than just one season. Now with the All Star game, his team did lose one fifteen to one hundred three. If you look at the rosters, I could have sworn that his team. <laughs> was the much better team. Taz Sherman of West Virginia is on that team. Uh, Stanley Amude from Arkansas, used to play at South Dakota, was on that team. Gabe Brown of Michigan State. There's a couple of Michigan State guys on there. Uh, this crazy good shooter from Belmont was on that team. I thought they were going to win, uh, but they ended up not winning. Actually, the team that beat them had a bunch of mid-majors on that team that really excelled. So, But um, I'm glad Mark had that opportunity. What a, what a neat opportunity that is for – you know, a player that wasn't on a team that made it to the Final Four to play on that floor in a in the Superdome and get to show off his talents for one final time before his next chance was awesome. Yeah, had to be a thrill for him and to put up those numbers and those types of minutes. We salute him and uh, I know his uh, his coaches that were here in the year he was here, Coach Weber and Coach Lowry and Shane and all of those guys were very proud of him and, and should be. Hour two of Wildcat Insider going to feature K-State baseball's Dylan Phillips and more cats in the transfer portal. Plus your Twitter questions and more. Hour two next.